Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, October 1st, 2020. Happy October and Queer History Month, folks. I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. A short show on this Tuesday, so I am here solo, though I've got to say, as we talked about at the top of yesterday's show, the 29th was National Broadway Musical Day, the 30th? International Podcast Day. (laughs) Matt and I clearly have to pay better attention to these major holidays. In my defense, as everyone who knows me will attest to, it is also the start of Fat Bear Week, so I am very distracted. (laughs) But no matter the holiday, you can get the news early by backing us on Patreon at patreon.com slash broadwayradio or broadwayradio.com slash patreon. All right, not a ton of news to cover today, but a couple of items related to what else? The latest in coronavirus shutdowns. The biggest story actually came on Tuesday when Disney announced that prolonged closures at California-based parks and limited attendance at its open parks have forced the company to lay off 28,000 employees across its parks, experiences, and products division. Around 67% of the 28,000 laid-off workers were part-time employees, according to their statement. The Parks Experience Products Division makes up 37% of the company's total revenue, which last year was $69.6 billion. A reminder that while 28,000 people were laid off, Disney and Fox core executives took pay cuts of 15% at the start of the pandemic that have now been fully restored to pre-COVID numbers. Absolutely no reason why I would want to mention that. Now, as a result, Actors' Equity Association released a statement urging the Senate to act. Says Mary McCall, Executive Director of Equity, quote, A bill that could provide these laid-off employees with unemployment insurance and a pathway to affordable health care has been sitting on Mitch McConnell's desk for months. In Florida, laid-off Disney workers can only receive $275 in unemployment benefits, which is unconscionable. The Senate must help these workers. Equity doesn't represent the actors who work in the closed California parks, but as we've talked about many times in the show, does represent the actors in Florida. Equity has been advocating for the Senate to pass the HEROES Act since its passage in the House back in May, calling for $9 billion in additional supplemental arts funding. In the meanwhile, Equity will continue to do what the government is explicitly not doing, taking care of its own and prioritizing relief for members and for the industry. Across the pond, London Theatre got a bit of a knockback with newly announced COVID restrictions, and one of its long-standing shows will be the first to take the hit. After originally planning to be the first show in the West End to reopen, the planned October 23rd reopening of The Mousetrap has been postponed indefinitely. The Agatha Christie Whodunit, which is the longest-running play in the world and has been at the St. Martin's Theatre since 1974, announced back in July it would be planning for an end-of-October reopening, but on Tuesday, producer Adam Spiegel announced it would now be postponed, quote, in view of the current uncertainty and with greater restrictions looming for London. 
Last week, the UK announced new coronavirus restrictions and London was placed on the government's COVID-19 watch list, though no additional rules are currently set to be introduced in the capital. Says Spiegel, quote, The government's announcement last week that the situation is deteriorating, together with increased restrictions being imposed across the country, makes it impossible to proceed with confidence. At this point, as we've discussed, only a small number of other shows are set to return this fall, including Six and The Play That Goes Wrong, which are both currently due to open in November. But that is very much to be determined if tighter guidelines are in place. According to recent reports by Public Health London, the virus infection rate has risen above 1 in London at a rate between 1.2 and 1.5, or in layman's, every 10 people infected will infect between 12 to 15 other people. Obviously, this is a very unfortunate setback for London theater, but the last place anyone should want to be with those numbers is in an indoor theater. The rest of today's show, all recommendations, two to read, two to watch, and all varying levels of feel good. First up over at the New York Times, a piece called I Even Missed the Smell, colon, What It's Like to Be Back at the Theater where writer Sarah Barr talked to 10 actors, audience members, critics, ushers, and creative team members around the world who are currently in or at least witnessing productions going on for the first time since March. The list includes Brandon Victor Dixon and Christine Nielsen, Shonda Thurman, who is playing Dolly in the Garden Theater's production of Hello, Dolly! in Winter Garden, Florida, Arifa Akbar, the chief theater critic of The Guardian, who is seeing Ray Fiennes in Beat the Devil, at the Bridge Theatre in London, and so on. I love this piece. It's so completely without cynicism, and what a rarity that is. Just people who are thrilled to be performing and working and seeing live music and theater again. Thurman is the one who said the titular quote, which is, quote, I even miss the smell. That mix of electricity and dust settled into the walls. What a cosign that is. And then next up, to keep your heart longing, Playbill has a beautiful video from the team behind last year's Seawall A Life, starring Jake Gyllenhaal and Tom Sturridge, released on the one-year anniversary of its final performance. It features a variety of clips, including recently filmed videos from the cast and crew talking about the show's impact on their lives and some of the -the behind-the-scenes stuff. Apparently, neither Jake nor Tom would go on stage for any of the performances until they met each other backstage and hugged five minutes before, which is really very sweet. Also has backstage footage from the beautiful Hudson Theater, which has been one of my favorites since it reopened. Audience testimonials and more definitely made me a little teary just hearing creatives talk about theater in that way and about a great piece of theater which if you missed when it was on broadway a reminder that you can hear narrated by these stars on audible so get on that as well Back at the Times, Kyle Buchanan has the first look of the upcoming adaptation of August Wilson's Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, produced by Denzel Washington and directed by George C. Wolfe, starring Viola Davis and the late, great Chadwick Boseman. This will actually be his final role, unfortunately, but what a piece it looks to be. As we've mentioned before, this is part of a continued effort from Denzel to adapt Wilson's work, particularly his Century 
cycle, which includes the already produced fences. His next plan is to cast his son, John David Washington, as well as Samuel L. Jackson in an adaptation of The Piano Lesson directed by Barry Jenkins, which would just be so fantastic. Back to Ma Rainey, though, from the photos alone, it looks absolutely stunning. Absolutely expect it to be a serious contender for the Oscars next year for having them. Uh, it arrives on Netflix on December 18th. The Times piece is just really lovely, uh, bittersweet as it's mostly about Bozeman, his kindness, his generosity, his work ethic, as we've talked about before, all of his co-stars in his previous projects have had nothing but good things to say about him. I know award shows are pretty much worthless, but I really, really hope to see him recognized for this come time. And finally, speaking of Netflix for your ASAP watch list, The Boys in the Band is now officially on Netflix. As of recording, it has an 86% critic score and a 90% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. I will gladly take those odds. So if you haven't watched it yet in the whole day it's been available, good way to start off Queer History Month by heading over to Netflix, checking that out. The direct link to that as well as everything I've talked about in today's show will, as always, be in the show notes. All right, that is all we have for you today. So thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And if you are willing, able, and so inclined, you can back us on Patreon at patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash patreon. As always, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at no, this is Ashley. Have a great Thursday, everybody, and Alicia and I will be back to talk with you tomorrow. Bye.